0: Welcome to this week's Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup. I'm Susan Littlefield. It's being brought to you by Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. We are in Kansas City, Missouri this week. The National Association of Farm Broadcasting Convention has been taking place all week and a great opportunity to uh, showcase our farm broadcasters, and i got to give A real quick shout out to our very own Alex Wachowski. She was named the horizon winner here at the convention. It's one of the top honors for a farm broadcaster that's been here within the last five years. So we're pretty darn proud of her. An interesting week in marketing that we saw this week is we take a look at what's happening in the corn, the beans, we'll look at the wheat. We'll talk about some basis issues. What are we going to see as we hit the month of December? There's only one week left to trading during this month of November, which I know is so hard to believe. Having said that, we'll take a spin on that as to what's happening on the livestock side as well.
1: It may be small, but this little bean fuels a lot of power. It powers a food industry as a top source of protein. It's a fuel that powers diesel engines with fewer emissions. It powers a state economy and bottom lines. And it powers the rest of the world as a top Nebraska export. Yeah, it may be small. But we're finding more ways for this little beam to power Nebraska. I'd
0: like to welcome to the first time to our program. It is Troy Nelson and Eric Kruger. They are with Smart Yield. They are based out of Kearney, Nebraska. And Gentlemen, let's start out with, with what's been happening on this grain complex. And, and Troy, I know that even though we finished on a Friday with some negativity, there has been kind of a roller coaster type of trade this week for grains.
1: Yeah, it really has, Susan. Um, When I look at the corn market, comparing where we closed today compared to a week ago is a good um, little bit of a barometer to take a look at. Corn was down on the December contract about six and three quarter cents from a week ago. Uh, January beans, however, were up about a little over 20 cents for the week. And then Chicago, um, December wheat Up six cents. Uh, now, and that, that's just for the week. So you, you see some, um, there was a little bit of some, um, resistance areas that we came into and there was some selling, um, maybe a little bit on the latter part of the week. But you have to, we look at where are we at overall with these markets. And we came into the about the second week of September on corn and beans and saw some contract lows put in. And so we're up considerably off of those contract lows. We've had world um, buying coming in against our markets. Um, that's been a great benefit and as, as well as strong usage also that we can get into some of those numbers too. But um, basically um, we, we've really come off these uh, harvest lows Um, and and traded very seasonally here. Although this week, um, there were some challenges a little bit in the markets also. Well,
0: how can you describe to us what some of those challenges have been?
1: Yeah, um, you know, you you look at the export numbers, um, we've had solid export numbers. um, A cumulative, we're we're ahead of about um, the five-year average. Um, We're currently at about 51.9% of the USDA forecast. Five year average is is about forty one point six percent, so we 're well ahead of the um, of the average uh, yet at the same time we 're also dealing with a fifteen billion bushel corn crop that we 're um, pulling out of the field right now, so it 's an extremely large amount of supply on hand at the t- same time also, so you have those logistical issues with with that large of a crop coming out as well. There might be some selling pressure at times. And you do see the funds um, coming into these markets as well on the long side of it here recently. But um, so challenge-wise, I think you have to look at some resistance numbers in the charts. There's some resistance um, on this corn on the December contract around 586. Uh, so we didn't, we weren't able to penetrate that this week. We came very close, within a few cents. Once that somewhat, um, we were turned back from 586. We did have a little bit of a sell-off here at the end of the week on corn.
0: Well, I want to ask you real quick, uh, Eric, and I, we got some, uh, I apologize, some feedback coming from your guys' computer a little bit. But Eric, when the livestock is looking at the amount of grain that's coming out, can we look at that as maybe some positive as we hit these winter months for feedstocks?
2: We hope so. We hope to see, you know, use a break or a correction in the corn market to hopefully uh, give us an opportunity to continually lock up our feed costs going forward. Um, if we haven't done that already, that's something that we think is really important. It's imperative to do during the the highest supply times of the year, which is usually through the winter into the spring. So, um, any breaks that we do get in the grain markets, um, if you're if you're looking to leverage and and take care of some feed costs, we encourage guys to do that.
0: And we'll talk about what's going on livestock-wise as we continue. But uh, Troy, looking at uh, the the soybeans and the trade there, they've had some um, interesting pressure coming out of all the discussion of South America and and this crop that we could see harvested as early as hard to believe five weeks from now.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit early for um, large inventory to be coming out of Brazil. by the end of December. Um, that's a little bit earlier. Typically you're talking January, but also, um, you know, you're still looking at weather issues in that part of the world, um, because they're right in the middle of their growing season also and finishing up on beans here. So, uh, it might be, you know, comparable to late July here on, on our beans. And so we know weather's extremely critical at this point. Um, so we are competing and then you have to look at the, um, the direction and value of the real versus the U.S. dollar. And and that helps you determine um, how competitive we might be at this time or not um, to China as far as buying soybeans is concerned.
0: I want to look at uh, this wheat market. And and the March contract is kind of interesting that what I'm trying to look at my side notes here is something like it's the highest March we've seen in over seven years for March wheat.
2: Yeah, it's the highest since two thousand and twelve really on on the D's contract, since Nova of twelve. So it's it's been pretty incredible to watch this run that we've seen up through recent highs. You put it on a continuous chart and um it's it's been an unbelievable leader um on the world stage as well. So um, we think that'll, you know, that's going to be an interesting battle into the spring. You look at March wheat, you look out to July wheat, um, and what that's going to do as far as acres in the U S. Um, a lot of that depends on, you know, Russia's getting some good weather, uh, EU's getting some good weather for their wheat crop. But I think, you know, as a world, um, those, those, uh, stocks use numbers are as tight as they've been for a while. So I think that's going to be continue to be the front runner well, when we're looking at things over the next few months.
0: All right, thanks for watching Nebraska Soybean Board's weekly market roundup. It's being brought to you by Nebraska soybean farmers and their checkouts. So let's look at the basis right now. We know that the some guys are, are worried what we're gonna see basis wise, Troy, as we hit the month of December and start to wrap up 2021.
1: Yeah, the and, and I think there's some concern with basis, of course, moving forward. What we look at is where is it at today and what are the opportunities? Uh, right now, we're looking at some tremendous basis opportunities here in central Nebraska. Uh, that's that's our territory is probably the middle two thirds of the state where we're concerned about um, and kind of south central um, um, Nebraska. And these basis levels have been good um, all through harvest and uh, even come into late August um, basis tightened up. Um, tremendously here, whether it's in the feed, feed lots, ethanol, or commercial grain <clears throat> um, basis has been very strong. And we've seen some movement with that through harvest, and it just hasn't backed up. It's been very healthy for the for the farm seller off the farm. Um, now, at the same time, that basis, every you try to make a story out of that. Where does it take? Why is it where it's at? Where's it going from here? That's what we don't know. And so, what we're looking at is is, is what's the basis opportunity today, and um, where where can where is it going from here? Now, um, there might be a play also out there. If you're not ready to, you know, um, complete the pricing on that cash grain, uh, at least look at that basis opportunity right now. Looking at that Jan, Feb, March um, opportunities because they're very good on basis, and we don't know where it's going from here.
0: That's the main.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But there's opportunities right in front of us. So and basis is really good.
2: Corn and beef. All
0: right, Eric. Cash cattle has been hot and it continues to be so. Share us your thoughts.
2: Yeah, you know we saw really a bull trade at 133 this week on the cash side. The highs uh, here up north 134 and changed on a delivered basis. But um, saw the dress 208 to 211. Um, short week next week, so I think that's going to be a, a very interesting kill week. It's going to kind of slow some things down, but I think the trade still believes strong holiday buying ahead. Um, had cattle and feed come out this afternoon, um, really right in line with what the trade was looking for. Uh, the uh, the marketing number was a little. little lower than what they thought so that could put a little more pressure maybe into November maybe a few more cattle available for the packer but I still think we're seeing that supply dwindle Um, we're seeing cash finally come up Um, the leverage has shifted a little bit the packer has given up a little bit more of that uh, margin and that's that's kind of going back over to the feeder and I think that continues here into Q1 Um, we'll see what happens but right now it's been very
0: friendly well I think it's interesting we shouldn't uh Complain for these cattle producers continuing for another week to be in the driver's seat.
2: Yeah, I, I think it it's, you know, you look at it, it's been a long grind, it's been a long time since we've started seeing and seeing cash levels up this high. Um, the futures has already responded, so we'll, we've seen open interest come up, that's that's gonna continue to help drive that. Um, but I think uh, another big kicker we had this week that happened that's been documented, not a lot of talk about it that you're hearing, but um, with a couple of Mad Cow cases down in Brazil, China uh, banned imports, and that's gonna put a lot more, we've seen a a lot more, uh, I guess you would say, export business to China. That's gonna continue. Um, There's some big suppliers in the U.S. that are looking to try and get Brazilian imports banned into the U.S. on some of that grind meat. So I think that all helps with better demand um, and it's gonna keep that story strong going forward.
0: All right, right. what are we looking at or need to watch into a shortened holiday week next week, Troy?
1: Shortened holiday week, um, you know, we, we take Thursday off. But the markets are open Friday. Um, I think it's kind of a maintenance deal. I'm not sure why it's for the commercials or something, but there's not a whole lot going on the farm front when it comes to Friday's trading. So it's really a three-day trade, in my opinion. Um, but, uh, you know, I think at the same time we're on the grains, we're going to see a little bit of, um, potentially a little bit of pressure. I don't know if you see a lot of um, new contracts coming out and established through the funds prior to a holiday. Uh, we, did, we held resistance today and started to back this corn and beans off just a little bit. Um, and I think maybe you can see um, a, a lack of interest next week, if anything.
0: All right, right. this has been this week's Nebraska Soybean Board Weekly Market Roundup being brought to you by Nebraska soybean farmers and their checkoff. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss and are not suitable to all investors. I'm Susan Littlefield.